Stay up to watch the final, you know, stuff about New Hampshire. As soon as I got up, got on my phone, found out who won. Uh, Bernie didn't win as big as uh, he had four years ago, but he wasn't. He was going up against more people, than just one person. He was going up just against Hillary four years ago. You know, yesterday he had a had a plethora of other people, and the uh, the typical uh, news. Uh, a narrative was Bernie can't win the national election, so who's the other person that the Democrats are going to pick? I mean, they're doing everything they can to screw Bernie again. I'm just telling you, you know, and I really don't care. I mean, I'm a Trump man through and through, all right? I mean, we got the president standing right here in the studio. We've got his banners flying proudly in the studio. Bottom line is, last night, he got about, uh, I think he got about 80, almost 86% of uh, the votes from the Republicans. Remember, Obama back in 2012 only got 81%. Joining us, Erin Perrine. She's the uh, Principal Deputy Communications Director for Trump 2020. Erin, are you glad it's over? <laughs> Just another step on the road to victory for the Trump campaign. I got gotcha. It was a great night for the president. Yeah, it was. I mean, he did better than what Obama did uh, back in 2012. And the story I pulled today from uh, Monmouth is that most expect Trump now will be reelected. Uh, I know that we don't want to be overconfident on this, but this is a party that the Democrats have that is really splintered right now. That's true. The Democrat Party is fractured, and there's really not a huge groundswell of support for any one candidate. You saw it last night in New Hampshire. Their turnout numbers and what we saw internally from those exit polls of who was there ideologically, we saw that there isn't a huge groundswell of support for people like Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. Heck, Joe Biden fled the state before the night was even done. On the president's side, we saw historic turnout numbers for an incumbent, and we see him inching up right around 86% right now, which would put him at the highest ever level for a re-election since Reagan 84. I mean, we saw great numbers on the Republican side and really kind of, you know, a fractured, uh, abysmal Democrat party on the, on the other side. Well, Aaron, I have been predicting that uh, November is going to be Reagan-Mondale 2. Uh, that's, I, I, it's going to, I think, that the president's going to clobber whoever runs out of the Democrat side. Well, we, uh, you know, like you mentioned earlier, we're not taking anything for granted. I we're got getting that. out there. And we're, we're engaging, but we do feel very comfortable. I mean, New Hampshire was a state that we lost by less than 3,000 votes. That's a few extra electoral votes to help protect the 16 map and expand upon it. We've got our sights on some other states as well, New Mexico, Minnesota, Colorado states where we see we have a chance to play in to expand the president's margins to make sure that we win again in a landslide victory. 
In Iowa, what we saw was about 10% of the caucus goers, a little more than 10%, were either new party registrants same day in Iowa or had not voted previously. That's the kind of stuff that shows when we engage and we put our ground game out there, we're going to have a nice night in November 3rd, 2020. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the blue wall that the uh, Democrats had erected and that the president was able to chip away and effectively knock down uh, four years ago. How are things looking in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, in that area? Are we are we still looking at it as well as I had heard we looked a month ago? We are. We do feel good about where we are in those states. Obviously, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania all have booming economies thanks to President Trump. Uh, Wisconsin is probably one of the states that is doing best. Uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania are right there with it, though, and we feel like we are able to reach the voters and engage. When we were just in Wisconsin last month in January in Milwaukee, we saw that registrants for that rally, about 58 percent of them, were, were did not identify as Republicans. So we are not only expanding the map for the president in terms of where we were in 2016 and what states we won, but we're bringing new voters into the fold as well. Yeah, I mean, when the president has his rallies, there's a lot of Democrats showing up for those rallies. There is. Generally, we see about 25 percent of registrants are Democrats. And just the other night in New Hampshire, we saw that 17 percent of the registrants for President Trump's rally had not voted before. Those are new voters. Those are bringing new people into the fold for the president. And that's the kind of groundwork that can help us win. We see that on average about if you come to a rally, there's a 94 percent chance you're going to show up on Election Day for us. So we're going to be out there doing these rallies, getting that data and staying in touch with voters all the way to victory. All right. Let's talk about the Democrats for a few more moments, because I know that you got to be out of here at 20 after and I'll make sure you do that. But here's my question. The Democrats have been saying that they should have intense excitement for their uh, primaries. That hasn't appeared yet, has it? No, there is no intense excitement on the Democrat side. Uh, It's really, like you mentioned, a fractured party. If they keep going the way they are right now, they will walk into Milwaukee for their national nominating convention and have a contested convention. In July, they will still be fighting over who will get the chance to go up against President Trump. And that means that they're going to that what should be a four day party for the Democrats will be a bloodbath of them trying to duke it out to see who gets to lose to President Trump in November. I'm going to tell you what, if they don't give, you know, Bernie uh, a, a, a chance, at least they, if if the Bernie Sanders people feel they've been screwed, you know, Wisconsin's not that far from Chicago. And we do remember, well, you probably don't. I do remember 1968 in Chicago and how crazy that was. We could see a repeat in Wisconsin. It's true. I mean, the, the Democrat, if, if the Democrat Party puts its hand on the scale and chips it in one favor against Bernie Sanders, which they have admitted they already did in 16, he will be very upset, and so will his supporters. And Bernie Sanders has done something that no other Democrat has done. He's engaged the state parties in a way to change their rules so that it's fairer for Mm -hmm. him to get a chance to make it to Milwaukee. He's trying to be out there to win and be competitive, even if the national party doesn't like him. So what do you think? I mean, Biden... Biden just looks like 
I mean, he ran from New Hampshire. He ran to South Carolina. He really thinks that he's going to to do well in South Carolina. The problem is all of those black votes that he's depending on, he's lost about 50% of their support. It's true. Joe Biden is struggling. And as we said, he fled North uh, New Hampshire last night for South Carolina. He's skipping Nevada entirely to try and hold the wall to see if he can make it past South Carolina. Remember, when he walked in, he was the anointed one. But as, it, as he's gone on, as he forgets where he is, as he doesn't know what day it is, who's the president or what has happened, he, he makes all of these big mistakes all of the time. Voters are taking a second look at him, and they should. And when it comes to the black community, they've never been stronger than they are under President Trump. We see historically high levels of support in the black community for President Trump. That's one that we are engaging with. We have our Black Voices Coalition. We are out there every day talking to black voters about the success under President Trump. Unlike Joe Biden with the 94 crime bill, he's got a terrible record to run on and he's a terrible candidate. I just don't know how he makes it through South Carolina. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't see how Warren makes it through South Carolina. I don't even know why she's going to South Carolina, to be honest with you. Yeah, she last night gave that speech, which was not really a concession speech, but certainly not a victory speech. She came in a very low fourth place last night, and she, again, doesn't have the support. Voters don't like being lied to, and she has a rampant history of mistruths and absolute lies and falsehoods that the American people just don't like, and it's clear Democrat voters don't like it either. I just don't see – I mean, it's clear that we are getting to the point where their field will narrow, but it's still going to be competitive, I think, all the way to Milwaukee in July. All right, last question for you. Bloomberg, he's like, he's like uh, you know, candidate X. We don't know what to expect from him. What are you all expecting? Well, it's clear that Mr. Bloomberg has a lot of issues that are coming up. We saw just yesterday where a video surfaced audio of him saying that uh, you put – cops into minority neighborhoods because that's where all the crime is and that if you want to get uh, weapons out of the hands of kids you throw them against the wall uh he was degrading and the way he talks about minority communities certainly will not work in america and it's certainly not the path to the presidency and i think we're just getting the first taste of of what michael bloomberg has said remember he said uh Xi Jinping in uh, China is not a dictator, even though the man is not elected. I mean, he has (laughs) a very hard grasp of the facts. And so it's going to be um, we're not super we're not concerned really on the campaign because it's pretty clear that he's got a tough road ahead of him as everything surfaces about what he actually thinks. And I'm worried that if he really gets some traction, that my my uh, sonic 44 ounce, uh, you know, Route 44 (laughs) cherry limeade will be taken from me. Well, he'll try to take your limeade and your straws, but you know what? President Trump will make sure he can keep it all because he cares that America gets to choose and that the government's not a dictatorship. Well, he's firmly got me in his camp. We appreciate your time, Aaron. Thanks so much. And uh, we're, are you heading to Nevada or to uh, South Carolina? Uh, I'm actually going to New York today, and then oh. I will probably be out in Arizona and Colorado and then Nevada. So we are all over the map, Team Trump. We're, we're running hard. All right. Have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you in the very near future. Thank you very much. All right, Aaron Perrin, who is uh, the uh, deputy 
uh, communications director for the Trump 2020 campaign. Great information from her. Again, uh, the president, about 40 or about 86 percent of uh, Republican voters who came out to the polls to throw their ballots yesterday at New Hampshire. He uh, gained 86 percent. Remember, Obama only did about 81 percent back in 2012. And as uh, Aaron pointed out, Trump, that is a historic number. That's a huge number. That is a lot of people that are fired up for this president. And I'm going to tell you, the reason they're fired up, Democrats have done this to themselves. That whole impeachment thing, and now you got Nadler talking about, well, we might go after him again. You know, go after another bite of the apple. They got to be, they got to be crazy. We'll be talking to uh, Congressman Hill later on in the show. He's coming up at seven o'clock. Uh, we'll talk to him about that as well. They want to make sure they lose. Just keep that kind of stuff up. I'm just telling you, just keep that up. 19 minutes after six, it is 39 degrees. I'm Dave Ellswick. I'll give you the five takeaways from the New Hampshire primary when we return. But right now, here's your first traffic. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 